0: Welcome back to another episode of the Shula Bowl podcast, presented by Five Reason Sports. Shout out Ethan Skolnick. This is David Handel, and we are back. We missed it last week, um, you know, and like I mentioned on the last one, it's going to be a bit more sporadic, but we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to jump on as much as I can. Um, but excited to, to to introduce, or more like, welcome back. Look who decided to turn up. It is Mr. Eric Henry. Eric is so back. You can't see us, but we're on video. I'm staring at him. We are so back, baby. Eric, how you doing, man? Oh
1: man! First off, David, you know I know the, the the listeners might not be used to hearing your voice open the podcast, but contractually, I can no longer open the podcast, so you have to do that. <laughs>
0: you are just now my guest.
1: <laughs> and, and, it, and, and it has to be stated that I am a guest here from 24 seven sports. Now that we've yes. gotten the formalities out of the way, yo, let's go. I do not give a crap, David, that it is Texas, Alabama tomorrow. I am here. Who gives a crap about Quinn Ewers, Steve Sarkeesian, and Nick Saban. You guys don't like Nick Saban in South Florida. Forget
0: him. <laughs> hey, and we're all what? on Texas tomorrow, baby. We're, I'm, yeah. I'm, ri- I'm riding with the Longhorns. Horns, and, horn's and, up, and, baby. And guess what, David? You know what makes this even better?
1: I don't cover FIU anymore. I'm just a fan like anyone else. So y'all You're look at some real unfiltered <laughs> opinions. I hear the big game is not is not Texas, Alabama tomorrow. It is FIU North Texas, baby. Oh, let's,
0: go. let's go. go. Eric, you still got it in you, man. I still you got still, it in me. Yeah, it was it was funny because I mean it's it's actually in the recording. I'll probably end up cutting it out. But like like Eric said, like I was I'm so used to Eric kicking off the pods. I was just we started and I'm like it just sounds. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I got to pick this thing up. <laughs> um, well, it's awesome. It's awesome to have you back as a guest. Um, I know we've been talking the last couple of weeks um, since, you know, obviously FIU started week zero. So I'm very curious to get your thoughts on what yeah. you've seen so far. Um, I definitely want to get into some Jersey talk because I have a bone to pick with Daniel Dennis Oh, um, because oh, yes sir those this game yes, blues sir. are yes sir the nicest that I, I actually might even offer more than the Miami Vice I swear I might say, I might say I hand up that's the
1: oldest man take from one Danny Dennis who is not nearly that old to be giving these old man takes but I can too
0: but I got <laughs> exactly hurt. exactly and then we'll you know we'll talk a little bit um you know of of uh the game preview and then and then some of Eric's time in Austin I even even a, a quick Texas preview uh we might even get into but um Without further ado, we'll kind of kick it off. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, FIU's playing tomorrow, six thirty against North Texas at home. Um, you know, FIU currently one and one, North Texas zero and one. But the last the last couple of times we've played North Texas hasn't really been too close. Uh, North Texas has you know been a I wouldn't say a a, a, a thorn in our side, but they've just been re- like good in, in the conference. Um, you know. Like they've been, it went in conference. You say like I've been one of those top teams, and you know we we play them again tomorrow. So, um, Eric, I want to want to get your thoughts on North Texas this year, and then two, um, some quick things that you've seen from the first two weeks, either standouts or things that worry you about tomorrow. Um, you know, I want to hear it all. Yeah. So, I mean, quickly on North Texas, um, definitely some
1: overhaul. No longer Seth Luttrell is the head coach is now Eric Morris, who came in and is definitely trying to shift some things offensively. Here's what I'll say for FIU fans who may remember last year's game. I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't expect a similar offensive attack. Let me not say because I, I you know, I'll get to it. I do think North Texas is the more experienced team, but I wouldn't expect a similar attack Um Austin Ani, no longer the quarterback, the 32-year-old. He's now, you know, got a job like the rest of us. So uh, it's Stone Earl, um, who is a transfer quarterback. They also got uh, Chandler Rogers from Louisiana Monroe. So those two guys are split in time. But the big thing is the running game. Ayo Adehi, Isaiah Johnson, uh, those guys are still there. And we know that that was a big thorn in FIU side last year. Jamari Macklin, um, I believe he's the cousin of... Jeremy Macklin, former NFL receiver, uh, cousin or younger brother—I can't remember which—but uh, he's back. Roderick Burns is back. Uh, no, no more Varkey's gums. Who had a big game against FIU last year? The tight end—he is no longer there. But definitely some pieces. Uh, here's my big thing you got to worry about with North Texas—it's the feeling. And listen, I, I don't cover this team anymore, so I can be more transparent than I was. You know, before I said this to some people. You know, some for listeners who may not know, I went to FIU's Week Zero game at Ruston.
0: At, at Louisiana Tech in Ruston, sorry. I was literally, I was literally texting um, Eric the game that I'll see you, him at the Orange you, Bowl. Like listen,
1: text- we, we were we, – yes, we, David and I were lit the first <laughs> quarter to half. We were on fire, baby. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> um, the big thing with this team that concerns me is uh, – listen, David, I don't have any concerns whether FIU has 22 players that can compete. Do they have 40? Do they have 45 players that compete that, that, that compete at this level? That's the question. And it's the big question because you look at a program like North Texas, they've been recruiting well over the past few years, right? I mean, yes, you can say those programs underachieve under Seth Luttrell, but they at least have a measure of talent. They haven't had the level of overhaul that FIU had. Man, it, David, it sucks. Listen, I again, I can just shoot the shit with you now, now that I'm covering the team. I really, man, it's... I, Okay. Fair enough. Let's say, let's say we just lose Tyrese. All right. That's it. And I guess, I guess you got to say Valdo too, but fair enough. Yeah. I would love to see what this team would look like defensively. Cause we already saw David through two games,
0: no, this defense, listen, this defense. I was hoping you're going to bring it up because by, by far, by far the most impressive thing from this year has been the defense, both games. I've seen Maine, you know, people can say, "Oh, it's Maine," but it's both games because the Law Tech yeah. game. Absolutely, they showed up. They did everything they could to win that game. They put us. We had no right being in that game, to be honest. With you, the way that, that the offense was going, like they have kept us in both games. Have saved both games. They have been amazing. Like they've they have completely like like shocked me. Like I I, I didn't I, I wasn't sure what we were gonna get because like obviously like we we lost some guys on defense too. Like who knew what this was gonna be in? And, and they they come on they. Dude, they're 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 flying they're hitting hard like they're causing turnovers like it, it's it's been great it's been great to see listen Javon DeWitt deserves to be
1: in the conversation for another head coaching job I know he obviously he interviewed for the FIU job which ended up going to Mike McIntyre but he deserves to be in the conversation he's doing this without Sean Peterson Jr. who's getting second team reps my UCF Knights uh <laughs> Gathan Bernadel who's a starter at Stanford Demetrius Hill uh who actually is playing right now at Illinois I'll go check out that game when I finish up Uh, recording this with david but andrew volmar who i didn't see in the stat sheet i don't know where he's in the depth chart at louisiana monroe but like you know they're doing this without guys who can you imagine if this defense had those four guys in addition to what they have now like that in itself would just be scary so um it'll be interesting to see you know if this defense can rise to the to the level of of north texas's offense but you know i think the big thing that if you're an fiu fan you gotta be optimistic and Uh, David I'm sure this will lead you into a topic you'll want to talk about is listen you know I'm not covering the team you'll probably hear me say this a bunch of times Uh, listen I two things can be true do I think that all of week zero was on Grayson James no do I think that Grayson James could have had a similar performance to what Kewan Jenkins had week one yes because the completion percentage was still not what you like to see with that being said Kawon Jenkins is the starting quarterback. He can't go back now, right? And he is showing uh, a level of promise, a level of connection with Chris Mitchell and Dean Patterson that you want to see. So, can that carry over now into no longer an FCS opponent,
0: David? Kick it back to you, my oh, man. man. I'm yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that's definitely something I wanted to talk about. Obviously, we didn't. I didn't record last week. Um, I was and we spoke separately too. Like I was a bit shocked that they went away from Grayson. Uh, I know a lot of the fan base. You know, they were they were getting loud on, on social media and they wanted it. Um, but I'm with you. Uh, I didn't think Grayson had a great game. I also don't think we lost because of Grayson. I think we lost, honestly, and I'll say the name. I thought David Yost was the reason we lost that game more than anything. And then plus, like, Grayson didn't play great. He obviously missed a lot of throws. But we also had a lot of drops. Like, that pick at the, to end the game, right through the hands. Like, right there, it like, you know, and it, it, once again, I'm not like – Saying that he he, he was great. I, I don't like he did not play well. But like I don't know. I thought they would give him keep him going to Maine, see if Maine would be the game, like get his confidence back. But um but yeah, they went with with Keijan Owens, lights out, probably our, our biggest, um definitely by name of recruit that we landed uh this year. And I would be lying if I said I'm s i am I like once again, like I said, I didn't I didn't necessarily want to bench Grayson but now that we're rocking with lights out there's a lot of things that he did in this game that I was very excited about um he added that love because obviously Grayson could run but this kid is 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 lightning um and and you saw on that play that they called it back on the holding but that that was a crazy run and he made some big plays he also made a lot of freshman mistakes um that comes with the territory and it and it's you know nice that he has that game under his belt. So you're you know at least like you know his first game isn't against North Texas. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I yeah, I feel for Grayson though. Um, he's a good dude, and um, you know I, I was part of the Grayson Hive last year, so I wanted him to play. Um, so you know now all I can do is just back uh, Keyshawn and, and hope you know he's he's the answer because if you know if, if he is, that's like this is the this is the game that that will know but like this is a better test to see really you know what we have going forward um because yeah north texas is a bigger opponent than maine just to say the least
1: <laughs> so listen here's the deal i'll say two things before i kick it back to you one you know um obviously i have a relation with grayson you know good dude as you said you know, had a chance to chop it with him pre-game you know he's really excited about the start of the year grayson knows that and i don't know what you heard david i heard conflicting things i heard that entering uh, fall camp and entering week one, I heard that it was 50-50 neck and neck between Kiwan um, and Grayson. And then I heard some people who said, oh, it, it wasn't close. Here's the deal. If it was 50-50, then you know as a quarterback you can't have, regardless of who you want to put it on, you can't have that type of performance. That gives every reason for, you know, to give the the, the young freshman – a chance, right? So you got to, Grayson knows that, I'm sure. It, yeah. Regardless of how much it sucks, and, and and the reason I guess the reason I feel for Grayson is you talk about someone who's been through, you know, was recruited by Butch Davis. Obviously, the end of that tenure, you know, didn't go well, and then he gets the first year of Mike McIntyre, and, and and you know, it's a rebuild and whatnot. So you almost feel for a kid who's like, man, he didn't really get you know the best shot of his collegiate career. But again, you know, like that, that's the circumstances of the game. Now, the second part is I want to ask you this, because I, I just had a chance. I had a chance to watch a little bit of the main game on the flight to, uh, to Alabama. And I'm still trying to figure out, and I know you saw the entire game, so I'm deferring to you here. You set a freshman record for passing yards. You have these great plays. And yet you're only putting up 14 points.
0: I'll tell you exactly what that was. Okay, well, you took <laughs> it away, sir. It was it was called not converting in the red zone. Um I think we turned it over on downs three times. Um whether it was red zone or right outside the red zone. Um one inc- like one crazy. Honestly, this was this was nuts. It, we were up we were up one or up two with like 6 minutes left and we're like on the 3-yard line and we decided to go for it instead of kicking a field goal to make them have to score a touchdown. Um, but like things like that, like that was one that we should have left with points. There are a couple, there are two others that we went for on 4th Didn't get it. Um, I don't think we turned it over like, a, like a turn like a pick or fumble or anything. I think it was literally three, three and ounce that we could have had either three or, or seven points. Um, but there was like other plays that, you know, and, and I think this kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier. Like I am, I have a magnifying glass on David Yost going forward. I I wasn't super impressed last year, but again, last year was the rebuild, you know, where, you know, it's his first year. It's okay. This now, these first two games, it's like, okay, it seems like, especially that La tech game, that La tech game. I mean, it was, it felt like the most cookie cutter and I'm not a coach. So like, I'm, I'm just saying going based off what I've seen, it looked like every play was an inside zone and the other plays were bombs. Like, like it was, it just like, it seemed like we had five plays and by the end of like the second half, we couldn't do anything. And it's just, it's like that consistent, like, I don't know, just there's no creativity. There's no um, variation. That's why what I did like from Keaton is the fact that he can run and make plays with his legs and even get out of the pocket and extend plays like that, um, which is a nice, you know, perk to have, especially in college football. So um, yeah, I mean, it was more of just one, we couldn't really convert. And two, like, I'm, I need to see more from David Yost play calling.
1: So here's the thing, right? I'll, I'll try to be fair uh, to David Yost maybe give fans a little bit of perspective, right? So, and and I I I don't know how many FIU fans know this or, or really kind of conceptualize this, right? So when you go into a game, let's just say you start with 100% of your playbook, you probably dial that down to like 75, 70% of your playbook, right? Because you want to pick up pick out what works against. you're playing against right and then you try to refine that a little bit as far as what you think will work for specific players and so on and so forth my my biggest gripe and i said this to you david i I can't remember if it was during the game or post game or whatnot um yes it's not madden you can't just like throw out plays (laughs) and say we're going to call you know entire new offense right that's not how it works but with that being said david you watched the entire louisiana tech game The way that Smoke Harris is used, David, how many times
0: did he run upfield more than 10 yards? Like twice? You get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Like like the one that he took out was a (laughs) slant.
1: Smoke Harris operates in five-yard spaces for for the last 15 years he's been in Conference USA. Mm. I would love to, and again, I'm not an offensive coordinator, but I would love to see some sort of, the thing with, and FIU fans remember remembers from last year, a lot of the quick game started behind the line of scrimmage, right? The bubble screens and, and, and mm-hmm. tunnels and stuff like that started behind the line of scrimmage. I'd love to see Jalen Bracey. David, I had a chance to see him. I didn't cover his team in fall, but I covered him throughout spring. Bracey is making plays in spring. I'd love to see a way to kind of get him the ball where he's starting up the field, right? The quick game can be up the field as opposed to behind the line of scrimmage. And like I said, I did not see all the main game. So I'm only opining based off the La Tech game, but a guy like Bracey and we've seen Chris Mitchell, you know, yeah, Chris has had his inconsistencies throughout his career, but you see he's a burner and I was proud of him to, to put together nine catches. You know, that's, Usually, you think Chris Mitchell. You think get in three catches for 100 yards. He put together a solid game. So, we're seeing that the, that the receivers can do some things. So, you know, I think as this offense evolves, David you also have to find ways to get those guys involved. And we haven't even seen like a guy like Josiah Nieman. Um
0: I, who, I don't think he's even had a catch. This yeah, is the first games. Yeah, so
1: oh. that's something as well. But Dave, i really, will pass it back to you on this before we get into some of the other stuff that we want to chop it up about. Let's shout out some of the names on defense. Yes. Donovan Manuel looking like a stud every mm-hmm. week. I told FIU fans in the spring. Jack Daly as a space eater, three four nose tackle, amazing. The ends, Jeremy Passmore, Alex Nobles, Nobles, if, yeah. if you if, guys, if, for those of you who have not seen Alex Nobles, I mean he is just jacked up. Like his muscle, yeah. you know, he looks like a. a, a, a player out there and shout out to the to the secondary because again you lose Volmar you lose Demetrius Hill you're thinking that's going to be a weakness shout out to uh Jamal Potts shout out to CJ Christian deverick Daniel having you know um a good opening start to the season so just want to make sure we shout out some of the names on defense and give them some love Dave.
0: I, I'm super glad you did that because I I wanted to do the same thing um because like we mentioned earlier the defense has absolutely been the highlight and they definitely deserve their flowers so far. So like Donovan Manuel has been amazing. Like he is taking up that leader role too. Like he is just the captain in the middle. Like he's been awesome. And, and another one uh, that I do want to m- mention too is uh masses. Uh, he's been, As a guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, I'm, I'm glad you did that. Cause yeah, like we mentioned, like they've just been great and, and they're up for a big test tomorrow. I mean, let's, let's see. Um, but you know, they've, they deserve their, their their flowers for the first two games, that's for sure. Let's move on to jersey talk, Eric, because this Let's is something
1: that I want to talk
0: about. Um, I mentioned the Miami Vice last week – or two weeks ago. Miami Vice, the number one voted alternate jersey by Sports Illustrated Miami Vice. Thank you very much. Um, those were awesome. These Biscayne Blues, though, are next level. I've been dying for the – I'm a – I love baby blue jerseys. I've always thought UNC had one of the best jerseys in college football, to be honest with you. It's just it's one of my favorite like jersey combos, any color like that. And um I know that there's been some some minor backlash by some of the older gentlemen, uh older alumni. And I don't get it. I truly don't get it. Um I think they look sick. Eric one, what do you think on the baby blues? Two, which one would you pick of of the Miami Vice and Biscayne Blues? Which one do you prefer?
1: I have to be honest, like, you know, again, now that I am just an FIU fan, and and I want to make this clear to anyone who questions this, like, I would not be here in Alabama covering Texas, Alabama. We're not for my time covering FIU. So I am beyond grateful for all of you who, you know, read my work and all of that. Uh, and supported me, so I appreciate that. Get him, um, Eric. Get him, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 with with that being said, um, I know I didn't. I am not a Panther, and I did not go to the school. But damn, when I gave my take that the these Biscayne Blues are fire, we had some serious old man takes about you know, <laughs> oh man, you know they're not with the color scheme. Or uh what is this? Blah blah blah. I'd like to see the sunblazer back. Okay, like I get it. I I I am I'm, I'm not old to even remember the sunblazer. Like
0: I would I, like to say I this I would love a sunblazer alternate, that's for sure, but that's not taken away from this. That that's a separate that's a separate thing entirely. Guys,
1: guys. I need the fan base to understand. Do you know how many recruits saw these bis game yes. blues and were yes. like, yo, I want to play in those? Yes. That's the point of this. The- <laughs> The point of this is, yes, we would like the entire fan base to be surrounded by this and, and embrace it. But guess what? Players want to play in cool-ass uniforms. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. So mm-hmm. embrace the Biscayne Blues. And last but not least, they're freaking fire. They are yes. fire. They are yes. fire.
0: <laughs> yes. That's actually such a great point because you can see it right when it they dropped on social media, the hype around it, like from – you know, high school players and, and obviously the players on the team already like they they love it. And that that's such an underrated little things like like players love to like you look good. You play good, baby. And they love playing in those jerseys. I mean, we're basically the Oregon of the South. Um, and I mean, yeah, I thought I thought they were sick and they're getting a bunch of hype, too, just like the Miami Vice did. So shout out to Hunter Duall. He has been putting out some fire, fire content um, with these jersey releases, everything um, just to hype hype up. You know, even the post game clips do like everything. The social media—they they saw an uptick last year. You can tell this year they've taken it to another level. So shout out to those those guys over there too. Um, but yeah, now those those jerseys are so fresh. It really makes no sense to not like them and might as well back them. Like like that's your, like you 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 ride or die, baby. You ride or die with the decisions and we we move, baby. And those we're gonna win this game. Be so sick. We're gonna be all over Sports Center and those things. David, um, David, David before, before we move on, just really quick, i got to
1: ask you a question. I understand. I am new to this Panther fandom, so I don't want to overstep my bounds. However, we literally have people complaining about fresh-ass jerseys. Did y'all forget the end of the Butch Davis era? Because I did not forget, because I covered it. Did Great y'all, did, did y'all forget? Point. Did y'all forget when Pete Garcia was never on Twitter when social was not a thing? And now, Hunter Dubois, Dan Forcella, uh, the whole crew—social is a thing. They got a freaking Lamborghini for a Miami Vice post. <laughs> and then we followed up. You thought they were done? They said you thought we was finished? Hold up, wait a minute, Meek Mill style, and yes. drop the Biscayne Blues. Let's yes. not start nitpicking about little things, guys. Do you remember the Pete Garcia era? I know you guys do because y'all lived it way longer than I did.
0: (laughs) Yes, no, that that's 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 so true, man. That's so true. Just the 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 things that are happening now are just—it's so much better. Like it's so much better. So, um, we're we're moving forward, everybody. Don't jump off the don't jump off the wagon. This is this is these are all really cool things that is doing. Hoping you know, hoping the students resonate with it. And uh, listen, there's one thing that students love, and it's sick sick t-shirts that's one. the one thing that's been like draws like the, like the one guarantee to get students there is like come 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 to the game and you'll get this sick shirt baby blues are going to be driving the waves um but um yeah that's pretty much what i had for fiu i do before we have i do want to hear your prediction for texas alabama yeah. but i do actually actually got to ask you because this we are still technically the shoeable podcast although yeah. it's just fiu I want to hear your thoughts on FAU and Kodak.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Now, again, as you said, we are the Shulable Podcast. Uh, if, if, to, to be in the, in the spirit of transparency, uh, the platform that I record this on, I cut the subscription once I got off this beat. So uh, if we had longer, I would have an FAU guest, but we don't. We've only got 45 minutes. So this is what you're <laughs> going to get, and we'll have to maybe pick up another time. Uh, I, I loved it. I mean, you know, I, I saw some – weird backlash on twitter from like some fau following about oh you know like tom herman said this is broward county's finest and some people like oh this is broward county's finest if you look at this track is his rap sheet blah, blah blah like okay get over yourself it's right? the danny
0: like, dennis of FAU <laughs> old man take <Like>, yeah <laughs> like get over yourself
1: i thought it was dope to have kodak run out again someone who listen if fiu i mean i might be a couple years behind because this was the end of the Butch Davis era, but I can't tell you the amount of players who loved Rod Wave on FIU. Like, if FIU could have had Rod Wave run out in 2021, they might have won three games instead of one. I'm just telling you this right now. Like, because <laughs> the boys loved him some damn Rod Wave. So, um, you know, uh, shout out to the twins because <laughs> they loved him. So Davis loved him some damn Rod Wave. Nevertheless, yeah, man. Like, David, I, I loved it, man. Like, embrace. Embrace your your backyard. Kodak obviously is well. I mean, he's not from Palm Beach, but he's from Broward. So you know, it's. I, I guess FIU could have had him too, technically. But miles
0: beach, the hell it is.
1: So yeah, I I loved it. I thought it know. was great.
0: Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, before we head off, Eric, give me your quick prediction: Texas, Bama, and then tell everyone where they can find you now and where they can read up on some Texas stuff. Oh
1: man, I got to tap into my Austinite. I am a new Austinite, but uh, oh, I am picking Alabama. Um, I can announce this because I my uh, preview is published on Horns 24-7, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, <laughs> Horn, I, I I did pick Alabama 21-17. Here's the big thing in my mind. Uh, Quinn Ewers, you know, he's got a lot to prove. And quite frankly, I just don't think the things that Texas needs to fix against what they had against Rice a former CUSA team. Um, I, I don't think we'll able to fix those things in, in five days. I think defensively, Texas is going to be legit, um, but I don't think offensively they're going to be able to do it. Nick Saban only lost five times in the last 15 years at home. That is an insane record. I am not betting against the GOAT. So uh, mm-hmm. I will pick Alabama 21-17. All right. Well, there you had it. Eric- oh, and, and, and also, yeah, you can find my work. Um at Horns 24-7, your home for Texas football coverage. Of course, you can still find me on Twitter at Eric C. Henry underscore. And last but not least, got to shout out the folks who have given me the permission to actually appear on this podcast. Uh, 24-7 Sports, your home for all your college recruiting and uh, football coverage, basketball coverage, and everything else in between. 24-7 Sports,
0: Horns 24-7. Awesome, awesome. Well, Eric... It has been awesome having you back on the Shoolable Podcast. We'll do this again later on. Uh, appreciate you taking the time. Hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Everyone can follow me at on Twitter at MrHondle321 and the podcast at Pod on Twitter. Um, and obviously, shout out Five reason Sports again. And, uh, you know, let's get this dub tomorrow. Let's shock the world and pause up. Thank you, everybody.